Iowa everywhere. We recommend listening to the CW Pod with a glass of Steeple Ridge bourbon. Mm. Grown, distilled, well-rested, and bottled in Erling, Iowa. Now, from the Channel Seed Studios, this is the CW Pod, fueled by Steeple Ridge. I'm going to pour open a little... uh, Steeple Ridge coming up tonight, baby. Watching it's the game. Why don't you do it now? Why don't you do it now? Well, I I got my four year old home with me today. Oh, okay. It just yeah, feels like not. starting to get drunk at ten. <laughs> we still have to go Dude, pick up the other daughter. From I was an alcohol. I was an alcoholic, and I never did that. So I would not. Yeah, suggest that's it. A, that's extreme for any, especially like a whiskey drunk. You know? Oh like boy. That doesn't. By by the way, I was listening to the the. Chris and Chris, two guys named Chris, uh, show earlier this week was watching it, and you you hit hassle with something that I was laughing so hard on because I've noticed it over and over, and he is oblivious. I love hassle, but he's like a, a, a twelve year old most of the time. Yeah, and you are doing sponsor reads, Ugh. and he just barges right in, steps all over you, makes comments. I'm like, dude, you can't. You can't do that. It would just drive me nuts. You, you've got patience. And again, I love hassle. Clearly, I'm saying it to his face because I'm sure he'll, you know, see or hear this at some point. Love you, Chris. We all Man. love him. God, he's he is there, there's a there's a show comp there's a show component to this. Let the man talk. Exhausting. Uh my 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 buddy Pat Hoffman from Steeple Ridge Bourbon is gonna be if you're watching this live, and if you get or if you download this before four o'clock today from four to seven he will be at wall to wall in west des moines and he's going to be featuring limited releases for 2023 and this really piques my interest because i love weeded bourbon and i didn't know pat was doing this and i've asked him to save me a couple of bottles they've got a straight wheat wheat whiskey that's aged five years wheat yeah They've got a, a rye that's uh, in sherry casks and a bourbon from sherry casks, which are sh- delicious, I'm sure. But I have got my eye on that 100-proof wheat. I bet that is the best whiskey that they've put out because I love me some weeded bourbon. I, for a second, thought you said weeded, as in no, like no. cannabis-infused whiskey. And even though I wouldn't drink it because I just don't drink alcohol, I thought hmm, that'd be a hell of a deal. Whiskey and weed. Uh, Miller and Williams is always presented by our friends at Wild Rose Casinos as well in Jefferson, Emmitsburg, and Clinton. We appreciate them. They are great sponsors. And they house our friends at Circus Sports Iowa as well, where I wanted to bring John on to – uh, Jeff is asking, will they ship to California? I don't know, Jeff. You should go on to Twitter and tweet at Lonely Oak Distillery and say you're a big Iowa Everywhere fan and you'd love to get some bourbon out in California, and I bet you Pat can tell you how to do it. I don't know. I don't know exactly how, but I'm guessing that they could probably do that for you. John, I wanted to bring John on to get his take on Iowa, Michigan, 
because that is obviously the story of the weekend here in the state of Iowa. Iowa basketball actually plays the number one team in the country on Monday, but we'll get to that. We've got all weekend to to get to that. John, how are you, I guess, more than like what's your pick on the game? Because nobody's picking Iowa to win this game. How are you approaching this game? I feel like it. we've all had this great front row seat to John Miller's Hawkeye fandom over the last like 20 years. And it's just been this roller coaster if you're like me, because I'm I've been along for the ride. You know, I'm I'm not in the front row with you on the roller coaster, but I'm like three seats back and I'm always watching. And even like this year, I've sensed this like roller coaster in you where there were like forms of anger at, at, at one point. Like and then it was like I feel like you are in the acceptance stage now and you're just like grateful to be there. Is this accurate? That's the that's the vibe I'm getting because it's like, oh, well, we have all these injuries now, and it is what it is. And and I think you're watching Kirk. I'm just playing psychologist with you here. I think you're watching Kirk like cry, and you're watching this like, man, this could be the end of this great era that I've had a front row seat to, and and it makes me appreciate it more. See, so I think you've gotten a little bit. Um, soft with the Hawkeyes, I guess. Not in a bad way. They're 10 and 2. Like, I don't expect you to like kill them all the time. I guess I feel like you are um you're very uh soft hearted with this team now going into Saturday. Well, I I think that for first and foremost, I'm gonna tell you what I really believe and think. It's not gonna be some that's, yeah. Some- but that's why it's been thing. fun to watch you. It's it's like a roller coaster. It's it's great. Yeah. So so if there is a roller coaster, and there has been this year in season with my reactions, it's real and genuine because I'm always just going to give that to you. This isn't like 2006 when I was playing you know heel on the radio. Um, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Kirk, yeah. and while at the same time his view of offensive football is uh it makes me want to smash my head into a wall so it's this weird dichotomy that i have like i love the guy i really wish i could have played for him or 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 just been around his his uh his gravity for, you know more than i was uh, to, to get to know him more cuz i think he's really interesting and, and i i genuinely like him but i just hate the way that he views offense as if as if it's just a bad thing and it only leads to bad things and it's a very nfl approach you watch the nfl week in week out if you do you will see a lot of similarities to what you see at iowa very low risk tolerance now that's changing a little bit you know uh, the the detroit co i mean more and more nfl teams are doing things that they didn't do before based on analytics, but it's still, it's still a very formulaic setup. And Kirk is from that old 1990s NFL formulaic, but that 1990s NFL formulaic doesn't really exist anymore. And I was still trying to swim upstream. So it's frustrating. I tip my cap to him. I mean, I I can have a post-game reaction podcast like I did after Minnesota where I was pissed Mm-hmm. And then I can have one like after last week where the Iowa offense wasn't that great. They left a lot of points on the board, but I sit back and I'm like, I'll be damned if they didn't go 10 and two with their yeah. quarterback was never healthy. 
There are two potential All-American candidate tight ends. One of them wasn't around for 75% of the year. The other one missed over half the year. Uh, They, you know, they didn't throw to receivers. Their offense was worse than it was last year. And last year was the worst that of any offense in in college football of power five schools in 20 some years. But damn it, they won 10 games. What is my problem? So it's kind of a Stockholm syndrome where I'm questioning myself, am I the problem? And I quickly land on no. Kirk's offensive philosophy remains the problem. But damn it, they won 10 games. How petulant and whiny do I want to sound complaining about they they won 10 games all the time? You know, because I've heard you talk about that. Yeah. Like Iowa fans, man. you're sitting there winning 10 games and you're acting like somebody stole your freaking milk money. Entitled school. pricks. But yeah, I, I, I don't want to be an entitled prick. Well, to, my biggest thing is I just it, maybe I'll eat crow on this, which fine. There's a lot of receipts, but it's like you guys better enjoy this now. It's this Big Ten West thing is coming to a close and the whole you play what's in front of you is is very real. And Iowa's done that, and they've won way more of those games than they've lost. And enjoy it. What this one last ride, that was kind of my point at the beginning of the year, because I, I do think that will turn. I, yeah. and, and it's not that they are incapable of making the changes necessary to compete with the upper echelon teams in this league. However, the we just haven't seen it recently, right? Like we, we haven't these games like we're about to see on Saturday night recently have gone disastrous for the university of Iowa. When you play oh. these teams at this level and there's just going to be a lot more of them in the future. But again, my whole thing to all of you people was just enjoy the 10 wins. Yeah. Yeah. You too, buddy, buddy boy, you people, you people. people. Well, you know what, Chris, I'll say this. Um, I, I've really, I think, done a remarkable job the past six, seven, eight years of not trolling Iowa State because I just I don't want to troll. I don't want to troll anyone per se, but it, it's been hard this week. And because I got a lot of people that I follow on Twitter, friends of mine in the Iowa media who I think are still into the the Cyhawk thing in a big way. And I'm seeing some comments from a lot of Iowa State fans. And I don't know if these are fringe people, tavern clones, whatever the hell that might mean. But tavern they're clones. getting they're getting to me. They're getting under Good. my skin. And Good. I'm getting a little pissed off. And I've started to make a few posts and then deleted them. But I'm going to speak one out loud right now. Okay, let's hear um, it. You know what? I'm just going to sit back, really looking forward to the next 10 years of Iowa State kicking all that ass. In the upcoming yeah. Big 12, you guys can't say shit. Games, winning 10 games three or four times over a 10 year span, the, the way that Iowa did playing against that hapless Big 10 West. And, and you can't Iowa say wouldn't a thing. have any of the nice hey, things that they you have. You got to play who's in front of you. You can't control yeah. your schedule. Hey, you're right. You're right. So, hey, man, I'm going to rejoice with you. I'm going to cheer you on while your favorite team is winning multiple. 10 win plus seasons, which you've never done before. But hey, it's a new day. A new era is coming. And I'm just going to sit back over these next 10 years. And when you see me 10 years from now, I won't have any of that. I'm still going to be fit and fit. Yeah, right. You're going to be on a flight to Scotland to get 
hair laser surgery or something like that. No, I've actually been reading about uh, stem cell <laughs> injections into your scalp recently. It's your own stem cells, by the way. Um, but man, you guys are set. It's all set. It's it, it's it's programmed in Iowa State's rise to multiple ten plus win seasons over the next decade, multiple Big Twelve championship game appearances, multiple New Year's Six bowl games. Because that's oh, clearly God. all that it takes. A- oh, I, I'm sorry. Being- I thought you said New Year's Day. I was like, okay, wait a minute now. That that doesn't yeah. mean anything, and you know that. So so it's it it it's just it's just guaranteed and baked in. So congrats in advance, Iowa State fans, on your forthcoming. Um, I don't think any Iowa know, State fan New York rise in the prominence. In my opinion, Iowa State like none of that's guaranteed. But your your road's going to get a hell of a lot harder. Well, of course it is, and the point is, is none of it's guaranteed. It's all stupid, yeah. which these Cyhawk things are. And I love it. You're, yeah, you got I mean, sucked back in. I did That's that true. just for a little bit. This I, I just love it. Holier than thou, John Miller has been sucked back in. Oh, I don't pay attention to that stuff. Listen to you. This has been building up for weeks. I can hear it. And it well, I can't help but pay attention because people I follow are retweeting stuff like Hawkeyes and Pat Vent, and these guys are really into that stuff. And I start looking, I'm like, are these people serious? And then I remember how much of a douche I was. I I, you know, I would so. also um Ted, make them- <laughs> Ted's over in the private chat saying getting attacked here in the waiting room. Ted, you're not one of them. I actually enjoy following so, you. Matt just um, says in the comments, Matt is watching on. YouTube, he says, John just turned heel on us. And my guy, Steve, I guarantee I'm going to get a text from Steve. When Steve hears this and he listens to everything I put out, Steve is going to say, I fucking knew it. And he will not drop the F-bomb, though, because he's he's a really good guy. He's going to be like, it was only a matter of time before the old Miller came back. But this isn't the old Miller. The old Miller would have just gone oh, napalm. The, I, I'm just making observations, playing off what I see Iowa State fans I've, saying now, admittedly. Here's the deal, though. I have thought about this from the Cyhawk level because Iowa State's day-to-day schedule is going to get easier while Iowa's gets harder. For sure. And, and, and we are going to be in like these opposite um, corners, and it's going to be fun to watch. Listen, that, but again, uh, there's it, no guarantee that Iowa's going to suck in the new Big Ten. There's no guarantee Iowa State will be great in the new Big Twelve. But my 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 general point is, I mean, you guys have told us for years, hey, we could only play who's in front of us. So you can't talk shit about Iowa State when they're playing BYU now. But but you're you're mistaking where I'm coming from. I probably did a poor job of saying it. Okay, you seem very petty I right not, now. I. <laughs> You're no, I'm not. You seem quite petty. I'm congratulating you on 10 wins and saying, enjoy your championship game. And then this is what you go to. You're right. Listen, I, I hope Iowa state goes and kicks ass. I would, I'm fine with that. Iowa state's success or lack thereof has no bearing on my enjoyment of life. The same exact thing is true of Iowa's their success or lack thereof has zero impact to my quality of life and my mental health. It's just that, I don't know. We all heard that Minnesota podcast. Ah, uh, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. That for but the thing is, it's only it only pisses me off for a half hour, and then I go on with my day. Before it used to be more. It's you know what? There's we we agree that Iowa benefited from playing in the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. Iowa probably has about a win ish more a year at a minimum than they might have had playing in a different league. But the whole Iowa Iowa State thing is is like granted, it's fun, it's a rivalry, but. 
it's difficult to hear those things and take people seriously considering Iowa's beaten Iowa State. Was it seven out of eight years? I, I don't know how, what it is. It's like, but now we're to the point where, hey, if we play again in November, we'd for sure win. And I get that. I used to say some things like that too. But boy, I, sure we also agree that, when that Iowa, was Iowa sledding is about to get incredibly difficult. And Iowa's not going to be back in a Big Ten championship game. Listen, I'm 52. And if I live another 30 years in 82, I may not see Iowa back in the Big Ten championship game again. We don't disagree on any of that, but it's not a foregone conclusion that just because you are in a favorable division or a favorable league. Oh, you're right. You, you're it's the wrong coaching thing. hire. It's the wrong um, – I mean, we've seen it. Even sometimes the wrong um, position coaching hire can crater your hopes. Like, we've seen that at Iowa State a lot, a lot over the years. So you're right. And I and Kirk has an offensive coordinator to hire and who knows what's gonna happen. Man, I yeah, I just I wanted to just, talk to you about the Big Ten championship game and you're yeah, all amped up today. It's jeez. Well, yeah, you know what? I got some things off my chest. Chris is watching you on YouTube. He says that you just did the Shawn Michaels super kick me into the glass. Jeez. Here I've been I've been working on your image. You know, he's changed everybody for for a year and a half, and in, in one in one seven minute segment, all that goodwill just got washed there, away. There is part of me though. There's part of me that, and I don't genuinely like to partake in it. But you want Hollywood Hogan? No. <laughs> there's there's part of me watching the Iowa State fans that you're talking about. The part of me, because here's the deal. Like, you guys have always looked down on us. You're always going to look down on us. We've we've grown up in this state where we are like a second-class citizen in the minds of, of many because of the little brother thing and the WHO and sure. just everything. Like, there's decades right, 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 right. that pile onto this thing. So there's part of me that just wants Iowa State fans to just be like, you know, my wife's a veterinarian, and she says the dogs that bite are always the chihuahuas and the the dachshunds the little ones just be the fucking chihuahua that bites all the time there's part of me I that blooms that yeah blooms be the fucking yeah. chihuahua yeah be embrace it embrace it sure yeah. go with it go with it you know the, the game tomorrow as we re- do this show right now um i was listening to the ledgers legends and listeners podcast because i was actually looking for some hope because i have not had much hope relative to this game so i'm like you know maybe scott and chad can give me a little hope and you know what to their credit they gave it a shot objectively the professionals that they are but um and, and they weren't like selling stupidity i don't want to say that but they brought up some points like how could iowa win this game and they went through that exercise and i respect that i'm gonna I, the only way that iowa can win this game is michigan to, to be plus iowa needs to be plus three or four in turnovers they need to get one if not two defensive touchdowns in this game and not turn the ball over at all and I, even then, I don't know that it's going to be enough. You know, a lot of people wanting to bring up that 2016 game against Michigan where, our, you know, Michigan was ranked in the top five. Iowa just came back from getting their asses kicked at Penn State, like 600 yards. Yeah. Saquon Barkley saying that Iowa quit. And then Iowa wins in walk-off fashion the next week against Michigan. One of the most surprising results that I can recall as an Iowa fan. Akron Wadley's not walking through that door. That was yeah. one of the big big reasons why Iowa won that game is because Akron Wadley is just a witch. Iowa doesn't have that. Iowa has scored just six 
touchdowns in Big Ten play this year on drives of 50 or more yards. And one of them was like 51 yards. Um, Iowa's best big offensive uh, production has been long runs from either LaShawn Williams or Caleb Johnson. Those aren't planable and repeatable things. Those require missed tackling, missed assignments. So that's not a game plan. So six offensive touchdowns Iowa's had on drives of 50 yards or longer. Iowa's going to have long fields to have to go down in this game. I just – I don't see it. I think Michigan – I think Scott and Chad brought up some good things. I think Michigan's going to go for uh, multiple fourth downs. I think Iowa's going to get their ass kicked something like 42-6. to six. Yeah, I said 35-3 for mine yeah. uh, Matt with the comment of the year Akram Wiley isn't allowed to walk through those doors anymore yeah um, <laughs> you're right about that and it's one of those things where it's just Enjoy Iowa it. doesn't have the horses to compete against Michigan offensively and defensively right now congrats you got to the Big Ten championship game that was one of your goals I'm happy for everybody but I think it's I think by the time we get to the end of the third quarter Iowa's defense is going to be gassed and destroyed like we saw against my, Penn State my biggest thing that nobody seems to want to talk about and I I think that the the gene thing just hurts the offense more than it does the defense. Yeah. Because it's like, well, yeah. where are you going to get some points? Well, you, we we say special teams. It's Iowa. Anything can happen. Well, if he's not out there, man, that puts a lot more pressure on this awful offense to as far as field position goes. Um I mean, how many times even like those Petrus teams, did they just get a short field and they they were able to work with it because the gene would put them in good spots and like that. But in, yeah. and like that to me, that's the biggest thing with this game is there's no that element of where can Iowa really change the game and have an edge here is just gone. Yeah, I, I don't see it. And I hope I'm wrong. I'm gonna watch bet, and I'm rooting. I bet for he Iowa. sacked five yeah. times. Five? Yeah. Take the over? Yeah, if you set the over under at four and a half, I'd take five. Yeah. Um, Michigan Michigan has zero disincentive to not rush, to not uh, send seven to eight defenders every single snap, every single time. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Until Deacon Hill beats you deep for a touchdown twice. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you go for most fourth downs from like your the 50-yard line in? Why wouldn't you? Michigan's going to be hyper-aggressive. I do think that uh, this is Jimmy's first game back. I think if they can score 60, they're going to. Mm, I hadn't and, thought about that aspect of it. Yep. I, 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 think, I think that this is their opportunity for a big FU to the rest of the Big Ten in their minds. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of pain coming on Saturday. Uh, the latest projections, too, last thing with you, John, is the you're looking at Orlando Ole Miss, it looks like, for Iowa's bowl game. Contrast of styles. Yeah, Lane Kiffin and Kirk Ferentz. You couldn't draw up more opposites. Top top 15 offense versus, you know, top five defense. But, of course, Iowa's top five defense has been inflated by the uh, shitty division that they play in. We all know that. So, you said it. I hear it enough. It's ingrained in my mind. It's Love you, Iowa State fans. Like, you Iowa fans, you, you don't care about Iowa State. Iowa State's so irrelevant to you, and you're just talking about them all the time. Like, you listen, you, about them all the time? You've, you've been out 
at picnics, right? And you're sitting there with your kids, you're talking over, hey, oh, that's real cool, Cammy. Thanks for showing me that. You go back to your food, goddamn three or four ants just sitting there right in your right in your uh, fruit salad. It, it's annoying. You flick, flick, flick. <laughs> I didn't just say, get me out of here before I dig a deeper hole, all right? You got some clones waiting. No, in the it's wings. just funny. Like, if it's so irrelevant, like, if they're not your rival, why are you always talking about them? I'm not talking about you, know you just, just Iowa Congr- in general. Like. Congrats, Iowa State fans. You got to me this week. Yeah, I'm going back. I'm going back into the mental, the mental vault for the, the next 18 months. I, w- I won't crack again. But you know what? Congrats, you got me. Well done. Love you, buddy. Take care, man. Get out of here, John Miller on the Iowa, Michigan, Big Ten championship game. Uh, again, thanking our friends from Steeple Ridge Bourbon. I also want to give a shout out to Channel Seed, the Channel Seed Studios here on Iowa Everywhere. And always, my friends at Terraplex Ag as well. Remember them for all of your drone needs, baby. I want to bring on... This is a podcast that I've been wanting to do for a week now. And I know it's not for everybody. If, you, if you're not into pro wrestling, then you don't need to listen anymore. But I think I know a lot of you people are because, hell, like 10 million of you watch each and every week. Ted Flint, he hails from Kansas. <laughs> and my buddy Tom Hyde as well. I'm not What's up, Kansas. friends? How are we doing today? Well, you know, Kansas, Cowboys didn't cover that minus nine last night, so it could be better. Could be better. 0-1 in circle. Why are you betting week. these big favorites, Ted? You know better than that. Well, before last week, they were something like 8-2 and two of only the Bills not covering. So, yeah, I don't know. Dumb. It's all dumb. It's all bad. It's all bad. Des Moines native Tom Hyde joins us. He is the voice of WWE. Ted is the voice of AEW. I am a CM Punk super fan, and together we're going to have a pro wrestling conversation. Well, point out real quick, uh, after you gave that disclaimer about it being pro wrestling, watch your, your, your follower numbers just plummet like AEW Collision is currently seeing. <laughs> well, it's because <laughs> AEW Collision should have never been made. Because that man was never going to be around for more than a few months. So he has a worse temper than John Miller had this morning. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. For our more casual fan, like th- this, this story though. Yeah. Is it, it's bigger in my opinion than just like for pro wrestling geeks like us three. Mm-hmm. So the CM Punk situation, if he's, I mean, he's pretty Probably well known. Biggest, I wouldn't he's say the he's the biggest wrestling name now. Yeah, he's. I would. I wouldn't maybe, call him maybe, mainstream. Maybe just behind Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. So he active, active. He had this deal like ten years ago where he goes on this Colt Cabana podcast and just airs all of his dirty laundry with WWE. Ends up getting sued by like a doctor. Yeah. All sorts of stuff goes into it. Disappears for seven years. Tom, we did a pod like three years ago. Sure. When he comes to AEW, because again, like I'm a CM Punk fanatic. He, the older I, I get, what was that, Tom? I Ted? used to be. I used to be. Yeah. Well, hey, we're gonna give you your time to speak. <laughs> Just setting the tone here for everybody. So he comes back and he joins this upstart organization, AEW, mm-hmm. that is now like it's it's huge. It's got. 
It's on TBS. It's on TNT. It's got Tony Khan money behind it. Like it's a really big deal. By far the biggest organization to pop up since the death of WCW in the early 2000s. That's fair to say. So then CM Punk has his own problems with AEW. He is a pain in the locker room. He allegedly like threatens this this rich Tony Khan at this show in uh, England, gets kicked out of the company. I want to start first with, with Tom, who is the voice of the WWE here. Tom, what would you, I guess, how surprised are you? So CM Punk comes back to WWE mm-hmm. with a surprise entrance at the end of the Survivor Series last weekend in Chicago. Yeah. I didn't think it would happen. No. I, I uh, was shocked. And, and again, yeah. I'm a punkaholic. If he was in New Japan, I would watch New Japan. I go where punk goes. Yeah. I was shocked well, by this. What about you? Is it, You're a true blue WWE guy. Well, let, me just, let, me just, let me just point this out real quick. Let me just break this out right here. Got my uh, my CM Punk t-shirt. Yes. Which, you know, it's actually the AEW shirt. So my one pro wrestling shirt they have is actually AEW. So Punk not, has the best shirts of anybody. He does. I want the new one. Um, so anyways, we were, yeah, I would say next to probably Bret Hart, the, probably the most shocking return. Like Bret Hart, I mean, you want to go back even further, Survivor Series 1997's Montreal Screwjob. I mean, the bad blood there, it took years before WWE and Vince and Shawn Michaels all and all of them reconciled. But that's the thing that they always say in, in WWE or in just pro wrestling in general is never say never. I mean, like the impossible can be made possible. That's one of the things that I enjoy watching it for because the crazy moments like we saw this past week. Whoa, Ted's face is huge. Um, so, yeah, we were watching. And I, I tell you, that was one of those you hear the rumors and the rumblings online and people. No one knows, you know, anything. And when you read the, like the online dirt sheets or social media, any of that stuff, because they talked about it afterwards, how like close to the best they kept it where only a few people knew about it in the company, like probably maybe a small handful. Um, so we were, yeah, we were watching uh, Saturday night. We had ISU and K state for snowmageddon on one screen. And we had survivor series on Quite another deal. going back yeah. and forth. And uh, it was a great night, but like, yeah, you had Orton come back and you thought, okay, yeah, Orton's back. Great to see him and weren't expecting anything and then triple h pulls that bullshit he pulled that stuff same trick in nxt where the little logo bug comes yeah. up the screen you know the closing credit like, it's so, all over and and they did this in nxt where they did start about to fade to black and tomaso Ciampa turned on uh johnny gargano you know it's like they're famous for this stuff and when the music hit, i'm like of course of course and you know and i think ted we've talked about in the last few months especially when punk was unceremoniously fired from uh, AEW. Uh, I even said back then, I'm kind of a little bit over him. Like, I, he, like his matches, like the stuff with MJF was good, but he, you know, with the botches, he looked a little washed. Maybe it was just the ring rust. I don't know. But I was just kind of like, mm. and I got to tell you, when he came back Saturday, reeled me back in. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. all, I'm all in now. I was right on a WWE shop checking out the merch yeah when i saw he was back i, I was all in now ted yeah. you're gonna play the company card here i'm sure because you're an AEW honk these days what do you think of all this news well here's the thing like i love cm punk i loved him he brought me back to the wrestling in the early 2010s you know i went yeah. i was at the first AEW pay-per-view that he came back i love that guy and then 
but also my favorite wrestlers, Hangman Adam Page, who is the the future of that company. He puts Punk over. He Punk takes the belt from him, and then Punk shits all over the company immediately after that pay per view. Gets in a fight with two executive producers. Gets in a fight with Kenny Omega. Promptly gets suspended. The belt gets put back on the market. Then he comes back. They give him his own TV show on Saturday night. He is in charge of that show. That's a bad idea. I understand this. Tony Khan is not, he's not made some smart decisions. And then yeah. he goes to England and Jack Perry, who's Luke Perry's son, gets into it with him backstage because Punk is upset at Jack Perry because he said something about him during his match. Right. You're in front of 80,000 people before your match and you just can't keep it together. You can't right. just walk away. So then he gets in a fight. He gets in and he threatens Tony Khan from what everyone said happened. I'm sure there's video. It's England. There's video everywhere. And then he gets fired again. So I'm glad that he's where he's at. You guys can enjoy him. I hope that like, but like Tom said, I also have a few matches besides with MJF. He didn't look great. No, you know? his working hasn't been good. I would actually argue. And he's injury objective. prone. I would. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really like his promo the other night on Raw. I thought it was kind of bland. It was pretty, pretty, pretty vanilla. Pretty plain yeah. for him. Now that, which here's the thing though. I mean, and that's where. I was reading, so I was watching some some reaction to that, and I think a p- couple of people made a good point. Is which if we've seen anything that WWE has been able to demonstrate, I think the last eighteen months, especially since Triple H has taken over creative, is that they're willing to invest time to you know to develop stories. I mean, like at one point, you know, it looked like Damage Control and Judgment Day were just dead in the water as factions, right? And now they're they're some of the top storylines going in the company. So I think they're willing to play, draw this out to, you know, and, and, and have it come out and kind of wave to the crowd, kiss babies, all that. And then at some point, you know, he's going to go back to just being the punk we all know and, and expect. So I, I think this is part of the storyline. He's just kind of keep his nose clean. I think why I've always re- related to him so much. And so he, what does he call himself? The voice of the voiceless. Voice yeah. 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 Like he to me, and I think that this could be why he didn't work in AEW is he doesn't know, like he doesn't, he's like my, my late grandma. Did you guys have a grandma who just had no filter and would just say anything that came to her head? Like, not relative, it, yeah, it's not a grandma. Yeah, it, it didn't matter. Like she'd be, she'd be at like our, like my basketball game and just like shitting all over this kid that. <laughs> Wasn't having a good game right in front of his parents and doesn't even realize it. Like Punk needed, I I, th- I think we all thought like, oh, this is going to be great. He can go to AEW and just do whatever he wants and it's going to mm-hmm. be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I think what we've learned is he's a guy who genuinely needs structure. I totally agree, hundred percent. He say. needs like he needs yeah. a boss. He needs yeah. somebody with a backbone. Something like, against. Like he's got that. He's an iconoclast. I mean, that's kind of been his shtick. For the, you know, since he's been, he's in the got that Michael Jordan in him where he's just gonna find something that upsets him, right? And, and, if, and if there's nothing, he'll invent it, like and, Jordan would do. And I love Tony Khan, but he just he he looked up to Punk, so he couldn't couldn't do right. it. He couldn't, he couldn't he can't be down. a boss and a fan at the same time. You know, that's a good but, point. Yeah, I, so I'm I'm just wondering, you know, now that especially with Vince McMahon kind of being out of the picture, definitely out of the picture. And I think, you know, that changes a lot on this WWE side. That whole thing's different now. They're uh, they're with there with UFC. Mm-hmm. Punk has a background there. Yeah, 
I I don't know if this is going to be like a grand slam for the end of Punk's career. I I think it'll be at least a double though. Like right. I, I think that you could put him with Heyman and the, there's so much history oh, yeah. with all these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of different directions you could go. Where I, when I was watching him in AEW, I was like, well, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. it, none of it really made a lot of sense what they were trying to well, do. Well, and, and I think a lot of it too is, I mean, you immediately, I mean, the obvious. I don't think it'll be the first his first feud. But I think the most obvious one, it was made clear Saturday night, is Seth Rollins. I think that... I I fell for that, by the way. Oh, totally. And I believe there's absolutely... I I believe there's... You could could rerun almost the same same stuff he did against Cody Rhodes. You know, against, like, you you went away and you tried to tear down what I've been building here. And you think you'd come back as a conquering hero and main event WrestleMania down on my watch. That kind of thing. All right, I got a question for you too, since yeah. you guys are the WWE guys. Well, can, I, can, I, can I just say real quick? Uh, in three weeks, less than three weeks, Raw Monday Night Raw is going to be in Des Moines, and Will like Punk it, be there. It, I don't know, but it's suddenly just got a whole. I was excited to go, now I can't wait. Like it just got a whole lot more interesting. What? Well, go ahead and ask your question. All right, Tim. who gets a who gets a belt first in WWE, Punk or Cody? Because as an AEW guy, I just love the fact that they're never going to put a strap on Cody. It's going to keep or the championship. Oh, well, I think Punk's going to beat Rollins for that belt. It's going to be hilarious I, that Cody's I, been there forever, and they're going to keep having Roman pin him. Yeah, or, Roman's going to pin him both. That'd be yeah. even better. Have Roman <laughs> pin him both at WrestleMania. Oh God, the, the fan base would riot. But I think uh, that Cody will win it at Mania this year. No chance. No chance. Roman ain't yeah. ever losing that belt. He's just going to requink. He's just give it up. I think. I mean, uh, I would say it's best for the story to just Roman just keep rolling through. Like it's it's great. Like yeah, I it's love best it for it's me because it's hilarious. So, I, I I I, I think Cody's whole story is finishing the story right, and if you finish the story, like where does he go from there? Like if he's yeah. chasing it for years, that's that's, that's a good point. It's kind of like the Undertaker streak in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So like if he if he and, and the, the the tricky part and they have to they have to walk that tightrope really carefully because. If he can't keep, if he doesn't, if he keeps losing, like are fans going to still be in his vested? And they I mean, had to invent a new belt because they didn't want to have Reigns lose either one of the belts. Yeah. Let yeah. me ask you this, Ted. Because you and don't. Hey, listen. What? What? When I come on your show, I'm not going to insult you. Don't call me a WWE guy. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm a wrestling fan. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding with you. You can say you whatever be. the hell you want to me. Um, I can say that I haven't been able to watch many AEW this fall, fall because I normally uh, do landlocks on Wednesday night. So, uh, well, it, I mean, there's so I'm many wrestling shows, it's hard to catch. I actually did catch most of Dynamite. That's the main yeah. thing I hate about Collision is I, I just want two hours. I want yeah. two hours for me and my son to be able to watch it. I don't need to, I don't need five hours of AEW programming. Just give me my the best thing would sandwich. ever. All these shows are two hours. Like yeah. the three hours is the, the raw too. three hours is a slog. And I can just, and I tell you what, you know, when we're going to the show on, on the 18th, I'm almost positive because they did this a couple years ago when they did the a double. They're going to do do two shows. They're going to pre-tape the next Monday because it's like Christmas or the day. They already said they were. Yeah, it's a yeah, double dip. Yeah, so it's going to be like. Oh my god! Seriously? Yeah. No, I was like when we did it last time, it was definitely a long show. But when they're pre-taping, you don't have to sit through all the commercials. It was just boom, boom, boom. Like it, you got. I'm going to need it, somebody like, to carry me out of that place. <laughs> it's, it's Rebels. Holy shit! I didn't yeah. know that I was getting into yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Do you think Punk will be there? 
I mean, what's I mean? I don't know. It depends oh. on what they're up to. I gotta get all my new gear then. Your I gotta get gear geared out. Well, I don't know got... if you guys are you guys on the Patreon for Sean Sean Ross Sap? Did no. you see who they're who they're saying he might wrestle at WrestleMania? Who's that? Austin. That's Theory? who they're kicking around. Oh no, Stone Cold. Oh, Stone Cold. That's who they're kicking around. Right I now. did hear. I did hear that. Uh, well, at least it's somebody that Punk can hang with as far as like cardio right, right now. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. They're saying they're uh, going to blow off the Rollins thing at Royal Rumble and then Austin uh, versus. Well, I don't know who Austin Theory is, but. All way. right. So, two part question here. One, Ted, I want to know what is AEW's. Like, I, I don't think they need an answer to this. That's not what I'm looking for. But, like, so they were hot. Like, you know, they it felt like they had all this momentum. Uh, and again, like I don't have an allegiance to either one. I I generally will watch where Punk's at more. Like that's just me. And right now, so I'm I'm biased. I'm way more into WWE right now. But I have been watching. I I watch every Dynamite. I scroll through what I'm interested in. I do not watch the Collision Show. I I have it's no too appetite. Many hours. For, yeah. I have no appetite for Saturday Night Pro Wrestling during football season. It's just the reality. Um, so like, where do you think this AEW thing's going? Here's the thing of AEW, and like I talk to my friend Jason Mitchell all the time about this. We're just sad. Ever since uh, he took over Ring of Honor, the show's gone downhill because he has. There's too many Ring of Honor belts on AEW programming. There's too much going on. Like he's just. I don't know how he fixes it, and it's really. Sad. Do you remember it's what depressing. I told you when we were in Vegas? The worst thing they could do is add that second show. I I agree, and now they have three because I mean. Ring of, Ring of Honor belts are on the show, you know. I mean, their best wrestler got hurt in a Ring of Honor tag match before a pay per view. MJF is hurt because of that match. Why is he even in that match? Right. Like, what's he doing? What are you doing? It reminds me a lot of the growing pains WCW had, where they added Thunder. Yeah. And then it was just like they didn't have the creative infrastructure behind the whole thing. I do to be like what they're doing right now. Five it's full hours. Up. Continental Challenge or something where like they're just having like all the heavy hitters from a round robin tournament and just having banger matches, you know, like Swerve, Moxley, Danielson's in it, you know. So I mean, I don't know, I don't know how they fix it. It's just really sad. I used to love that show and I still like it. I still watch it, but like it just, I don't know what to do. I think Swerve should take the belt. He's the guy that should win a rocket to. I love Swerve. Did you watch that match? I say in a link. Uh, I haven't yet. I'm going to tonight. I'm going to take off a bunch, three, four hours in the afternoon before Iowa State's game tonight. And that's that's my plan is to do some wrestling. Yeah. No, so we should have the belt next. Okay. So here's the two part question. And then I'll hand it off to you, Tommy. Because I feel like, and, and I, I'm such a homer because I did the same pod three years ago. Mm-hmm. I think anytime punk makes an entrance somewhere, it makes the whole industry just hot. And. But you look at like the WWE right now and the TV numbers they're pulling in and they've got these new TV contracts like it's crazy. I, I To me, the whole thing just and then you add in that, you know what I think it is, boys? I think it's the fact that like these guys can just show up and cross over again. Mm hmm. It remind like it's not Monday Night Wars, but it like there's this there's this element of reality where it's like oh well this is edge's last match is he going to AEW, right and like that's right. what geeks like us like right? right 
And I think that that's really helped WWE where, where we were all looking at is like, oh, they're going to take business away from WWE. Well, I think it's helped them from a creative standpoint. I agree. I would say, uh, you know, like with, with wrestling, when you watch pro wrestling, there's there's like two avenues or two facets of wrestling. There's the product that you see on the screen, the, the scripted stories. And for the most part, you know, some are kind of mostly meh. Some are really good. Um, and then there's the whole real component of it the backstage stuff the reality that's why you have shows like wrestling you know with you know in the dark or you know wrestling with shadows that kind of thing uh beyond the mat that kind of thing um so punk is it feeds that really well because it's kind of like it's almost like howard stern like in the 80s and you know 90s is like what's he gonna say next what's he gonna do next there's that combustible unpredictable element that's what people like in wrestling they like to be surprised they like to not know what's going to happen for much as they like to predict stuff. It's the uncertainty. It's the, that keeps it, keeps it fresh, keeps it going. I'm glad you brought up the point about the contracts. Cause I did want to touch on that a little bit uh, because next year is huge for that. Uh, both uh, raw and some of the AEW programs are up for um, contract renewal negotiations. And we've already, I know they've got SmackDown has been, is moving to USA from Fox and, uh, or, uh, NXT is going to CW, uh, so that leaves Raw as, as the next one. And I know that Warner Brothers Discovery is is really big on wanting to try to land that. Like they they've talked about that at length. Um, there's going to be a lot you know of suitors for that. And if you kind of look at the ratings where they've been like the last year, SmackDown by far is exceeding Raw. I mean, SmackDown averages anywhere between two to two and a half million, which is crazy because yeah. Friday night's hard. Right. And and Monday, I mean, Monday's hard, too, for Raw because it's going up against Monday Night Football. But Raw's been around 1.8 to 2 million kind of on average. So they kind of need to get those Raw numbers up a little bit higher, I think, to make it really attractive. Because, like I said, 20, uh, September of next year is when um, that contract with USA comes up, comes due. And now you can go back and say, hey, Randy Orton's back. we got CM Punk. Those ratings are starting to, to go up. That's 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 a good case for them because I mean like already like the president of Warner Brothers Discovery David Lazoff is is like a huge CM Punk fan allegedly um, Nick Khan who's the one of the CEOs of of WWE dude's a shark like if you followed any of his like his stuff that he's done dude is like I would not want to go up against that dude you, like, you know what they're gonna do right and this is what me and my friend Jason were but they're gonna move Raw to Wednesdays. Hundred percent. And, and they've said that they they're, they're going to move Raw to Wednesday yep. nights. I, I put money on it. He what? has said that. Yeah, that Raw may not be exclusive to Monday. Yeah, they, they're they moving it. They're going to move well, Raw. The thing, they, if WWE signs a contract with with Warner Brothers Discovery, they're going to have exclusivity in there. You know that's going to happen. So that means where does AEW then go? You know, I don't know if Warner's going to. Is buy that? Uh, but I know they do time. that, Ted. Do you view that as strictly a pariah move, or is there something? I don't else think Discover Warner Discovery is going to buy them. Um, I don't think so. Either. It's made a lot of money. I mean, they just they just cut a Looney Tunes movie that was they could have lost thirty million on. So like, but I think they're going to move it to Wednesday nights. I feel like they're going to move Raw to Wednesdays. A straight up just attack. to kill off AEW. Oh yeah, and I have to go up against Monday Night Football because it's but. like you don't realize like the the, the nights that Collision has the worst ratings mm-hmm. are when there's a WWE pay per view. There is a right. big overlap in audience, which is so, ironic. Cause, I mean. To be, I watch, I watch both Collision and Dynamite. I personally, I think Collision's a better product than Dynamite. A lot of people do. I, I, that's just me, personally. I, I, I just like it better. And there's a good flow to it. I just don't have time for it. Like I said, it's I hard. Really And I'm not watching it on Saturday. It's usually like I'm catching it like next Tuesday. Yeah, like you have to do, yeah. do it that way. 
you know, but I don't know how AEW comes back. Uh, besides, like, I do think they're gonna get some signings. I think shit, they're gonna get Sheamus. I hope they get McIntyre. You know, I, but, I, I don't, I don't see. I mean, I think they're gonna get one of the two. They're gonna have to start really dealing money over though for these guys. Well, that's yes. the thing. Their contract renewal, like Tom says, next year, and it's gonna uh-huh. be when it, what they get renewed for is gonna be like five times what the here's, initial. Yeah, was. and here's the problem. I guess I'm having with the I love the idea of another strong wrestling brand, which I, I think they're fairly strong. Uh, it it creates competition. It's good for the industry. Employs more people. It gives an alternative to people that maybe aren't happy with WWE product. That that's great. I, so I like when it first started up, I'm like, yeah, this is a great thing. My problem with it has been, I think a lot of the execution has not been great. The women's wrestling for AEW is terrible. Like it's just not. It's they not. also have a small roster. They yeah. have as many wrestling women. Well, as, they, as they, 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 he, he, Tony keeps throwing money at like ex WWE guys and then doesn't do anything. Like what's going on with Miro? What's going on with Andrade? Like a lot but of I'm these- telling you, since he took over ring of honor, AEW has gone in the toilet. And I don't know. I, I think that was a bad but idea, he, but, he won't, it, but he won't kill ring of honor. He, he, he it, it's too many titles. It's, it splits your attention. I think there's too many shows. I would go down to maybe like dynamite. And he's the, and he's the writer on all of them. So he has yeah. to like, I mean, that's a lot. Right. It's like your booker and the president of the company, like pick one, you know? And I think I was excited about it from the standpoint of building new stars, not just being like TNA was where you're just getting these WWE cast offs, you know? And, and yeah. you look at some of these guys, they're not, a lot of them aren't doing like who's other than maybe Moxley and, and you, what you knew and, and Daniel Bryan, who's really tearing up AEW that was from WWE right now. You know, a lot of those guys that were man, Christian's on a heater. I will agree with that. Christian's Christian, on a heater. Christian's an all-time great, though. He always has been. Did you, did you and, when does MJF's contract come up? Oh, Supposedly, he's resigned. That thing, no I think he's quietly resigned. And, yeah, and he, here's the thing. He's a young dude. He doesn't need to go there. In fact, right now, probably things are going to get really crowded in WWE. Now, the problem with for MJF is if, he, if that's his ultimate goal, maybe it's not. I don't know. But the problem is it's going to get more crowded because you have some, some dogs coming up from Yeah, him. I just feel like he is the... He's kind of the whale right now, though. He is the whale. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'll be interested. Like, he's the guy who you could, billing-wise, like, bring him over and put him right up against Roman. The less he's, famous. Here's the thing, though. Like, he's small. Like, I, like I'm nervous. Like, like, you always, like, forget how small the AEW guys are until, like, a yeah. WWE guy shows up. Like, look at Copeland. Look at Edge, man. Edge is a uh, giant over there. Dude, or, uh, or Billy Gunn. Or Billy yeah. Gunn. I never thought Billy Gunn was that big when he was in WWE, but he's like a yeah. foot taller than half the AEW people. I know. They, there was like something where like Orton was standing next to Drew McIntyre, and they're like the same size. Like Orton's way bigger than – and he was – like you see Rhea Ripley against the women, and she towers over a lot of the women. And then you see Orton next to Rhea Ripley, and he towers over her. I mean like dudes – like some of those WWE guys are just huge. But to answer your question about AEW getting back on track, just give us a good story. They haven't given yeah. us a good story in a hot minute. Yeah. yeah. This and devil thing of MJF is fine, but I mean, MJF needs to lose the belt, and whoever loses the belt, they need to like strap a rocket to. Well, that, I think that's kind of hard thing is who's who's the guy? Swerve, swerve, put on swerve. Is he the face of the company right now? No, but you gotta make people. I know. But I, I like when I see like in this this go back when I see like an AEW promotional poster for pay It's like every wrestler in the card, like it's like just they're all like the same size. It's just this like collage this word salad yeah, over mjf's the, the face of the company like, when you see like you saw survivor series what was the poster it was cody rhodes his face with like the the paint on it like you guys are such geeks and i totally yeah, i know right i know <laughs> freaking love it man yeah all right we gotta go 
we'll do this again. I, I think that um, I think it's going to be really fun going up to WrestleMania. Also, oh, real okay. quick, you guys both picked Iowa over in your you and Miller over thirty five when you guys are discussing predictions. Yeah, I just is think that this Iowa defense is just going to be freaking hurting unit at the end of that thing. Yeah, I honestly, and uh, Miller draws a great point. Like Harbaugh is going to be pissed. I am taking the uh, my sicko under this week is the Iowa team total first half under point five, so no points. I have my my favorite bet that I think I've ever made was week one or two this year. It was a, like it was one of those shitty Thursday night games on the ACC network. Yeah, somebody was playing Miami. It was like oh, Tennessee it was that no, State. oh my god, I lost money on that. Or Tennessee State, <laughs> they were like a fifty-nine point favorite, and they covered the end. They them in the end well, zone, right? I took the team total for whoever yeah, they were playing was point five was for the game. Was it Sam Houston? It was six and a half. Was it point five? No, it was point five. Whatever oh, I bet yeah. on, this game was point five. Oh yeah, and the 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 fucking team kicked like a field goal or something right at the end <laughs> to cover for me. I love those bets. Those are great. I was on the other end of that, except I bet the unders. But yeah, thanks for letting us on, man. I enjoyed yeah. it. No, this was great. Well, us, you know, like come back and like I'll lead up to WrestleMania and see if he's even if CM Punk's even still employed at that point. Yeah, well, he, he gets hurt a lot. Hired. He gets hurt a lot. We'll see if he's even be able to wrestle. Yeah, he got hurt jumping into a crowd. Yeah. Uh, chances are okay. Let's do a little gambling. If Circa's putting the line on this, Ted, what are the chances that Punk is either fired or injured? By WrestleMania. I'm gonna like go minus injured. 200, minus 150. I, I think he's not gonna get fired out the injury. I think he's just gonna do like a Hall of Fame type thing where like he wrestles like once every two months and just like does easy matches. Well, that'd probably be best. Like I, it would be best. And I hope that's what happens. Like I was actually pissed, like because I, I am a punk fan, but when he beat uh Samoa at Wembley, like it actually made me mad. Well, at least he went like, out it winning. didn't it didn't look realistic at all though. Like he there's no hit. way that guy is beating up that guy. He can't do the uh, the whatever his finisher is and go to yes. sleep anymore. He can't do no. it. Yeah, he, he, he tried to do it again. It just looked it just looked awful. Just more on the mic. Let's start a heel faction with Punk as the leader. He needs a submission you know? finisher. That needs to be his. He cannot do that. Go to sleep anymore. He he cannot physically do it. The old Punk days oh, when right. I started to like him was when he started the straight edge movement and he had those sure. like, weirdos around him. Like, I don't know if we need to go that far, but like, we need to do like an anti establishment punk heel faction. Yeah. Where he just gets a bunch of rebels. And then, you know, they turn on like all the establishment guys that are like Rollins and, you know, that have been there forever. I did think it was hilarious with the Rollins thing. They thought he actually was going to leave. There's no bigger company man than Rollins and oh, WWE. Maybe Cena. Other than Rollins and Cena. Rollins would never leave that company. No. No. God, I'll never forget when I was at Cakes. I know we had Rollins in studio, and he had been, he was the, he had the money in the bank with him, like the, he okay. had the briefcase oh, with God. him. Oh, God. Cool. The greatest cash ins of all time. So we had to go in at like 8 a.m. to pre record this interview because yeah. it was, we had the afternoon show. And, you know, Ross is just like this anti pro wrestling. He's kind yeah. of a dick about it. God, one of those. And, people. Well, anyways, Rollins, I get Rollins talking to Ross about like the Hawks and stuff because they have that in common. And Rollins was so tired. He had been up like he he had told us he was up for like 24 straight hours or something from traveling and doing all the media. And I asked him, I was like, can I do like a, you know, can we make it like part of the show? Like do a little shoot here. 
And he's like, I don't give a, this is off the air. He's like, I don't give a shit. You say whatever you want to me. He's like, I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. So, yeah. so I started like, this is when he had turned on the shield. Okay. Yeah. Like recently after, and I, I was coming at him. I'm like, Oh yeah, your boy trips. And I got to go find the audio. I still have it somewhere. And there was like a moment where it became like, yeah, I don't think it was real, but he did such a good job acting that I thought he was going to lunge over and kick my ass. <laughs> like, I awesome. actually thought he was going to kick because I kept calling. Tri- I kept calling him trips trip. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, your boy trips. And I, oh, it was, uh, it was fun. That's awesome. I love doing those interviews. Well, it's, it's fun too because, like, if you go to the Raws, he always has like a, a every year, every because we get like a Raw or SmackDown like once a year now, and he always has some ex- Iowa exclusive T-shirt. Like, yeah. he's, not, he's not doing that in other states. Like, the you know, I did hear a rumbling, mm-hmm. just a rumbling, that we're going to get an AEW event. I hope so. Hopefully, a collision. Stay tuned. It's Saturday. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. I don't know of uh, what kind. I, I don't. I but I have heard this. I, I still got my fingers crossed. You know this for uh, 2025 WrestleMania 41, Minneapolis. I thought they Let's announced go. that for Pittsburgh. Is that or is yeah, that this Pittsburgh, year? No, uh, Philly, Philly is this year, and then oh. at at or coming up next year, I guess technically 24. Uh, that's when they'll announce 25. But the rumors have been brewing about Minneapolis. Let's go, so baby. If that happens, I'm. 100%. We're just going to get an Airbnb and we're just up there for the whole weekend. Oh, God. I can't wait. All right, Teddy, Tom, thank you for your yeah, time. Right. Appreciate Thanks, you guys. They are the two good dudes who I like to talk pro wrestling with. I hope that you guys enjoyed that. And I hope you enjoyed the entire show. Thanks to John Miller as well for hopping on. And uh, if you're driving to Indy, uh, get there safely, please. Hopefully, um, hopefully you guys enjoy your time out there, regardless of of what the final score is. My name is Chris Williams. Thanks for hopping on and we'll be back next week with more CW Pod. Iowa everywhere.